CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Don Cash and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement here on Your Money and Your Life, as we usually do. And we're going to talk winners and losers a little bit now, not just in general, but we're going to talk about this from a standpoint of the market <laughs> and things we've seen over the last couple of years since the market lows during the middle of the pandemic, kind of an anniversary, if you will. And it works kind of appropriately, Don, because we're in April and, uh, you know, I'm in North Carolina, as some of our listeners know, and tonight's the big game. UNC made it to the big show with Kansas. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Well, of course, you know, your teams in the Carolinas always do well in basketball. They were facing, you know, did you know that when they faced Duke, UNC and Duke, that they had never faced in the Final Four before? It's hard to believe. Isn't it, though? As many times as they're always in the big dance in one way or another, you would have thought they would have faced each other, but they never had. Well, it was a heck of a game. It, it lived was. up to the billing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they had super high ratings. And, you know, it's funny. I was thinking sports is about the only thing now that people watch live on TV anymore. Very right? true. Yeah. You know, that's why I guess it's so popular and, the, and they, they charge so much for advertising. But, mm-hmm. you know, even the whole Oscars controversy, oh, yeah. with something that, that had a record low number of people watch live, people were like watching it on YouTube. Yeah, I think more um, people saw it probably on, yeah, on a clip afterwards than they actually saw it, yeah. <laughs> but what makes me crazy now about watching TV, uh, Mark, and sports in particular, right. is finding the channel that the event is on. Many oh, yeah. services <laughs> like my, um, my TV has like 500 channels. Where's it wasn't that? long ago that I knew that college basketball and the Masters golf tournament, which is coming up this week, was on Channel 2. Uh, the Olympics were on Channel 4 and boxing once in a while is Channel 7. But I was um, speaking of basketball. I was looking for the St. Peter's game. That was the big Cinderella story, right? Yeah, here they. In New Jersey. Yeah, they, we were worried because they had beaten two big teams <laughs> going into the UN that game against UNC. So we were a little nervous. Yeah, that, that was uh, you know some run they had last yeah, week. Yeah, was. I I had to work hard to find out where the heck the game was on TV, and it's not the first time this has happened. Uh, even my beloved Mets games last year, they were like only on the internet on a few games. Hmm. I was like, what the heck That's is weird. going on here? That's very strange. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I've run across just only, on, well, I mean, I guess streaming or whatever the case is, but yeah, they definitely certainly make it harder to do. And uh, I, I do definitely agree with you on the, um, the live aspect. It seems like there's not, I don't watch anything live anymore. No, for sure. Everything you watch is uh, streaming or recorded. And, uh, you know, it's interesting when it comes to audience interest, mm-hmm. Mark, yeah. you know, controversy is what gets attention. Oh, of course. Right? And we talk about the, the Oscars debacle from last week. Over 100 million YouTube views, apparently. <laughs> Crazy. On this. And, and what's amazing about this, it has absolutely <laughs> no impact on our life. It's it like, really it doesn't, just, no. Right? I always joke that more people should download our show. Right? I agree, <laughs> yes. Because we're talking about things that can actually make an impact on your life versus just rich people you know, losing their mind, right? You got it, man. And just doing, uh, yeah, just being silly. Yeah, what a debacle that whole thing was. So as I mentioned to kick this off, Don, uh, last week, I guess technically it was last week, was the two-year anniversary of the stock market low uh, during the, the pandemic with COVID-19. And it's been quite the roller coaster ride ever since then. Uh, so who are the winners and who are the losers over the past couple of years? 
Yeah, it's hard to believe, Mark, that it's been two years, right? Sometimes I mean, I yes, just, sometimes no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember we were talking a lot. We were chatting at the start of COVID when they said it would be uh, two weeks to what they said, flatten the curve. Yeah, right. And that two weeks felt like two years. And now we're two years and they still occasionally bring something like that up. It's like, okay, whatever. For sure. And, you know, when, when all the routines and all the events ground to a halt, I was like, I felt like I was going a little bit crazy then. Um, but many people have short memories, Mark. What's funny, I saw in the news over the past week. Here was the headline. As soon as uh, March 31st ended, and okay. April 1st was um, last Monday, right. April Fool's Day. So here's the headline. Stock market suffers worst three months since 2020. Right. And of course, by the stock market, the media is referring to the Dow Jones or the S&P 500, right. which were down a, you know, a little less than 5% for the first three months of the year. Uh, two years ago, when COVID started, it was down over 34% in a month. A little different. Just a little different. 5% to 34 But it is interesting, right? They definitely... Well, they have to put this... Well, think about you just mentioned the Oscar thing. The only thing that derailed you know, footage and conversation about the war in Ukraine was Oscars conversation, right? Was that yes. whole debacle there. So whether it's supply chain shortages, labor shortages, inflation, whatever the case might be, but it, yeah, they try to find a way to make it more inflammatory than it maybe is. I mean, yes, 5% might be unsettling to someone. They don't feel comfortable with that, but it's certainly not 34. No doubt. And for sure. I mean, you're right. After the war in Ukraine and all the issues with inflation and supply chain, um, you know, we have to, you know, look at this and put it in perspective. But getting back to this issue of the winners and losers yes, of the two yes. years, uh, the winners are, are like always, Mark. It's like those who have a plan, they understand and stick to it and don't react to the news as tough as it might be to do. I know it's easier said than done. Uh, the losers are those who try to uh, time the market, uh, panic, go by recent track records and often just simply um, sell low and buy high, just the opposite of what we're supposed to do. Uh, again, it's not easy, but over time, it's a winning strategy to stay disciplined and stick with a plan. And we talk about diversification all the time, right? And rebalancing and buying low, selling high is a good economic strategy. But what's really overlooked is the benefit to your mental health by not needing to stay glued to the TV or your smartphone or to jump at every gyration of the market. And I think the one positive, at least I'm hoping, Don, maybe I'm looking at this optimistically, but is that I think over the last two years, people are so tired of news and uh, outrage and frustration on every level that we are turning these things off more and more. At least I hope we are anyway. I know I am. So hopefully that makes people, you know, just step away, put the, you know, put the phone down now and again, turn, you know, walk away from the TV and see if that helps you from that mental health standpoint. I think that's a great piece of advice here, Don. So let's run th through some of the numbers since we've kind of led up to it here and, and uh, kind of uh, validate a little bit what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, one number that stands out, and we didn't talk about this earlier, but we talked about uh, health, physical health, and mental health. This is the number 26. And, and you know what that number is, Mark? Mm -mm. The amount of weight the average Americans gained over the past two years. Really? 26, 26 pounds. Really? Wow. Yeah. That is a, a shocking number. When well, it comes I think to, I found them. So, <laughs> yeah, from physical health. I mean, we've all had, you know, to, to fight hard yeah. to, to stay physically fit. But okay, like buckle your seatbelts when it comes to numbers. Here we go. Okay. A lot of numbers ahead, but I'll try to put it in perspective. Uh, here's an amazing statistic, Mark. At the start of the pandemic, 
when people largely stopped driving and commuting to work, the price of a barrel of oil went from $60 a barrel to $18 in a month. Yeah. And more amazingly, two years ago exactly, the futures price went to less than $0 a barrel. Nobody wanted oil. They were paying right? people to, to store it, actually. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it was less than zero. Think Crazy. about that. Crazy. It blows your mind. Yeah, well, we Today, give, it, yeah well, we wouldn't give for $18 a barrel right now. 18, right. That would equate to, I don't know, probably a dollar a gallon gasoline, right. maybe less than That's where we places. were at in some places, yeah. Yeah, with taxes, less than a dollar. But today's a, a little bit different. It's over $100 a barrel, and a couple of weeks ago it hit over $130 a barrel. Yep. So let's look at the broad measures of the stock market over the past two years, the okay. ones that you hear on TV a lot. Dow Jones, right? It's up 87%. S&P 500, up 101%. And the NASDAQ is up 105%. I mean, that's staggering. I mean, Don, those are like doubling kind of numbers, right? I mean, if you, you got 100 grand, you mean, you're looking at 200 grand. I mean, at 100%. You got it, right? But as they say in the late night commercials, we talked about this before, wait, there's more, <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. All right? Here's more. This is where the greed comes in and people get in trouble. Here are the super big gainers, okay? <laughs> Moderna, right? Up 600%. Gee, I wonder why. Yep. I mean, whoever heard of them two years ago, right? right. Moderna. Caesars Entertainment, 667%. Really? Okay, that's yep. surprising. Well, now you see gambling commercials everywhere. Well, I guess right? that's true. You're sitting around bored or whatever, and you, yeah, okay. Yeah, now every state has gambling, and yep. people are going back to Las Vegas and doing, you know, traveling and things like that. Okay. Devon Energy up 800%. 800%. And who was buying energy companies, right? Oil was zero, right? Right. Think about that. Tesla, that's yeah. the one people think about. Up over a thousand percent and of course that's elon musk's company the uh, eccentric ceo uh who was think about this who was buying a car company two years ago when no one was driving yeah yeah right and, and today the big news you probably heard this right oh yeah he he uh he bought into twitter right he bought nine percent of the company. Nine hmm. percent of who knows where that's going, right? And he gives them a hard time on there. He's been very he, he's very vocal on there, and he he as they say the uh, they, he claps back a lot. So yeah. uh, if someone gives the attitude, he throws it back out there. So maybe he's got some sort of uh, sort of plan. He can't they can't uh, they can't remove him. I guess if he owns part of it, exactly. Maybe a little non cancellation insurance here. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Of course, there are companies that we've heard over the past two years that have been high flyers like Netflix and Apple and Facebook, just to name a few, are way up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just amazing. I mean, mind-blowing stats, really. You know, 600%, 800%, 1,000%. And so part of the lesson here, Don, is that people may have big plans. You even talked about the greed, right? It gets us into trouble. So somebody listening to this might say, hey, you were, you were just mentioning the, you know, the S&P being up 100%. Uh, I didn't get a hundred percent. I didn't see. A, I didn't go from a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand. So with these big gains, sometimes people get. I don't know. We get in this situation where emotionally we start making the wrong decisions, or we feel like we didn't get something we should have gotten. Does that make sense? Yeah, 
Absolutely. And just think about those people who, if they did have these big gains, right, back in, looking back at these companies, they were doing the opposite of what everyone else was doing two years ago. Sure, right. right? They were buying Moderna and Caesars and Devon. But very few people were probably thinking or doing that, right? That's correct. It's counterintuitive. But those are the were the big gainers. And, and look, many people, they look at this and the and the take they have from this is they want to find the next Tesla. Oh, they want to find the next Moderna. Uh, and the media is more than willing to play that game, Mark. And that's the wrong message here. All day long, you see TV shows dedicated to picking stocks, timing the market, zigging and zagging. And you get basically amped up by fear and greed and of course the latest and we saw this we talked about this when the super bowl was on was the cryptocurrency and the non-fungible tokens fad yeah uh or gold again we talked about the dangers of that with iras on the last show i just can't even say the word fungible without laughing yeah. <laughs> see fungible <laughs> not no it's non-fungible non-fungible <laughs> yeah but it's just the word fungible just very strange but anyway go ahead it's a funny word it is uh but the real lesson here is that nobody knows who the winners or the losers are going to be in the next one year or five years or even 10 years. Now, look at what people do often. They buy high after the run-up in stocks, right? Sure, yeah. Now everyone knows who Moderna is. Everyone, you know, if they didn't before, knows who Tesla is. And they buy high and they they end up as the losers, so let's just look at the year-to-date numbers for some of these high flyers, Mark. Okay. And remember, the S&P 500, we mentioned, is only down about 4 or 5% this year. At the time, so pretty we're pretty modest, yeah. mm-hmm. not terrible. Right. Um, but the last winners we mentioned, here are the year-to-date returns. Moderna, down 30%. Mm-hmm. Netflix, down 38%. Facebook, down 30 Thirty percent. So those are the yep. people who end up losing, and that's and that's uh, year to date, kind of based off where we're at now, right? So this will be for last year, correct? For twenty one. That's that's uh, from January first of this year to oh, March thirty first of this year. Okay. So yeah, and think about what's going on, right? So people aren't not as many people are, are interested in talking about the vaccines now. That conversation's been peeled back. You know, you're back to doing things outside or whatever, so you're not binging on Netflix as much. And there's been a lot of people pushing back on Facebook for a while now. So not everyone, you know, we've we're not focused on some of those things. We're maybe focused on the inflation. We're focused on the fact that, you know, stakes are twenty dollars a piece or whatever, or the war or, you know, the risk of running out of money. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, of course, the war is something that kind of came out of nowhere for for people as as an issue. And who knows exactly how that's going to settle down long term. But this issue of inflation is always kind of lingering. We didn't really talk about it too much over the past 10, 20 years. The risk of running out of money is always on people's minds. We talk about this all the time. But here's the bottom line. We We say this is almost like a mantra. The news is unpredictable. The stock market reacts to news, so the stock market is unpredictable in the short term. Just go back to our shows. I like to do this from time to time, Mark. Go back to our shows from March of 2020 mm-hmm. and see what we were preaching. You know, a lot of it's the same stuff we're talking about now. So let's take a closer look at some of the other areas of the market over the past two years and look at the winners. Now, these are those who are truly diversified didn't panic or get greedy, and they didn't stay glued to the TV or their smartphone. Here are the returns of those who were disciplined, 
diversified and determined to live their life according to their true purpose and their plan. Okay. So here we go. Remember the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones were up about 100% over the, two, the past two years, right. which is great. But large U.S. value stocks are up 118%. Small U.S. stocks are up 135%. And small U.S. value are up 173%. Actually, they're up much more than the Dow Jones or the S&P 500. And what did you need to do to get these returns? Simply diversify, rebalance, and stay disciplined. <laughs> Don't put your eggs in one basket. Own the entire basket. Nice. Uh, and if you were Rip Van Winkle, remember that character? Oh, yeah. yeah. And slept through the past two years, you would have done pretty darn good. I like that. And I like the way you own the basket. I like that. I think a lot of people would have preferred maybe sleeping through the last two years, maybe pulling a bit of a Rip Van Winkle. But anyway, any other thoughts And uh, before we move on to uh, the next thing? Yeah, a few things. There are people that may have sold out in March of 2020 and waited to get back into the market, right? I think something like 30% of investors sold out. They just couldn't deal with it. It was too much to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and people said, I'm going to wait to get back in the market, maybe in June or July. Uh, and they did, and they thought they did okay. Uh, if that's the case, they only got half of the total return mark. I mean, the markets react quickly, and you got to be right twice, once when you sell and once when you buy, yep. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and for others who didn't panic, maybe they only held a few large U.S. company stocks. They might be thinking, hey, you know, a 100% increase isn't that bad. Of course, 150% is better, but, you know, my Dow Jones stocks have doubled, and that's great with me, but let's dig a little deeper. Uh, remember, there are very long periods of time where these big Dow companies or S&P 500 companies have done poorly. You know, from the year 2000 to about 2010, so 10 years, yep, the lost wasn't decade. that long ago. Yep. That's what they call it, the lost decade, right? The Dow Jones returned zero, or just about zero. And the same thing happened, by the way, this goes back a, quite a number of years prior to that, from 1966 to 1982, so 16 years, when we had the oil crisis in the last bout of inflation, the return was about zero. And that is a very long period of time. Yes, sir. So that cannot happen when you're retired or close to retirement. That's why you need to be more diversified than just a basket of large company stocks even if you buy and hold and you're that kind of a person. That's a good wrap on that. And I like the, that conversation and looking at that because we, we tend to think about these things. We, you know, if you go check, you pull up the Dow, just see what it's doing for the day. My brother's really bad about that, right? He's like, oh, down, down a little bit today. And I'm like, stop looking at every day. You know, it's not good for you. You know, so it's good to have that, that historical perspective. It's good to look over the past two years, uh, some of the conversation pieces that we were making here today on the podcast. So good stuff. As always, if you've got questions and you need help, make 
make sure you are talking with qualified professionals before you just take any action. Don is a CPA and a CFP, so a great resource for you to turn to. So if you've got some of those questions, stop by the website, donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. Have that uh, complimentary strategy session. Have that conversation about what's going on with you before, again, you take any action. And Don, let's uh, let's do the cash connection. We haven't done one of those in a while. Let's, let's see if it. we can, uh, yeah, let's see if we can help out. So we got an email question. We've been so busy talking about a lot of the stuff the last few weeks on the podcast. We haven't gotten to a few of these. So let's see if we can help out Bob uh, over in Colts Neck, New Jersey. He says, Don, I'm retiring in three months from a large company where I've worked for over 30 years. And I'm going to be 60 in May. I've been married for 33 years, have two adult children and no grandkids as of yet. Are there any non-financial suggestions you have for me as I start the journey to the next stage? That is a great question, Mark. That's uh, that's interesting. I usually get the financial questions. Right, yeah. Uh, first off, congratulations on the move to Bob. It's a big step. And uh, it's a good question, though, right? People tend to focus on the money and not on the more qualitative uh, issues when it comes to planning for retirement. So here are a few tips that come to mind, and I'll honor your wishes to keep it non-financial. Okay. Uh, but a couple of things I see from my experience over many, many years working with clients and you know, and many of who are like deeper into retirement that started out maybe in their 50s, retiring or their 60s, and, and the ones who have been successful. Here's what I observe. Uh, one, get into a good morning routine. Don't look at your phone or the news <laughs> for the first hour. You mentioned your brother. Yep. Right? I think that's a great advice for everyone, by the way. Uh, don't look at your phone or the news for the first hour. I would even go as far to say is delete those apps on the phone. If you have a Schwab or Fidelity or, or a uh, Vanguard or whoever it is, hmm, okay. it, it's a temptation to always be opening that thing up yeah, or Bloomberg and, and say, oh, here's my portfolio. It's gone up. It's, it, it's, it doesn't lead to a good outcome, I okay. would say. Uh, number two, turn off the TV during the day. There's so much bad news out there. And of course, you know, you want to be informed, uh, but a lot of retirees get hooked on TV, especially world or financial news. Um, and I saw this with my own family, with my dad and my father-in-law. They were just watching way, way too much television. Yeah. Number three, good for everyone, but particularly if you're retired, have a good fitness routine. And this is even something I'm seeing more and more, Mark. Hire a personal trainer. You know, many people complain when they their work and they don't have the time to exercise, particularly if they travel a lot. I'm not sure if you've ever done much of this in your career, but if you're flying from city to city, hotel to hotel, you're having dinners late, it's really hard to stay in shape. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, if you're retired, now you have the you, time. You have the time. You might have to do a bit of a different type of workout, but you have the time. Absolutely. Time is there. Hopefully the money's there. But hire uh, an expert, a coach, a trainer, someone that can help you with that routine. Okay. And speaking of time, a big deal is value your time. Okay. If you've done well financially, sounds like um, that Bob has, hopefully, mm -hmm. you're more likely to run out of time before you run out of money. Right? Very true. Very true. Right. So don't waste time or foolishly save money. And here's an axiom that I, I uh, adopted for myself. Never get on a high ladder. Okay. Right? Like, Ever, especially you know, you're going outside. You're thinking, I'm going to save a little money and clean those gutters. Oh yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. I'm getting on the ladder. It's not too high. It's only 15 feet up there, and <laughs> 15 feet's know, a long way to fall. <laughs> absolutely. It whether you're whether you're 30 or 60, it's still going to hurt, but it's going to hurt worse. Especially 60. if you're 60. Yeah, hurts a lot more. Yep. And uh, you know, number five, I guess it comes to mind. It, it it's all about relationships. Uh, your your spouse, your kids friends, neighbors, community, church, whoever, whoever, whatever group you belong to. I always like to you know, think of your life at, like the credits to a movie. At the end where the credits roll, you know, you've seen this, people stay to the end, and oh, yeah. sometimes you see bonus scenes sometimes at the end, but if you watch any newer movie, there's thousands of names oh, on yeah, the list of credits. effects movies, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, it's massive, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, it goes on and on and on. It could go on for five minutes. Mm-hmm. But the first names are the stars and the main actors, right? right? Around midway, you see credits for cab driver number one or guy in the coffee shop number two with no names. Right, right. Uh, and I always say many people spend way too much time worrying about what cab driver number one in their life things about them. <laughs> why you, I like that. Yeah. Right? It's like you don't even know who this person is. Yeah, why why uh, are you worried about it? Yeah. Why are you so concerned about cab driver number 1 or the you know the the concierge that didn't give you enough time in the hotel, whoever it might be? Why you should be of course, you know, you treat everyone with respect. You know, that's how we grew up, but be sure to to give the most attention and love to the people you truly care about and the most important in your life. And when it comes to money, time, and relationships, people focus very heavily on money to the detriment of time and their relationships. Well, I think those are some good tips there. Hopefully that helps out in what you were looking for, Bob. Uh, again, kudos on the and congratulations, but hopefully that helps. And there's a lot of good information here as always on the show. And remember, that's the title of the show as well. It's your money and your life. So it's about living your best life. So if you've got some questions, you need some help on not you know the financial and the non-financials, just reach out to Don, give him a jingle, have a conversation, stop by the website at donaldcash.com. Again, donaldcash.com. He is a CPA and a CFP at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Uh, he's got clients all over the place, so a great resource for you to tap into. You can reach out and call him if you'd like. You can stop by the website. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can send a message through the website. Whatever you'd like to do, tons of ways to get a hold of him. You just got to take that action for yourself, and uh, you can have that complimentary conversation uh, with him. So just reach out to him. Stop by the website, donaldcash.com. Don't forget, to you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, so on and so forth. Uh, if you've got those on your phone already, and you more than likely do, uh, you've got Apple Podcasts on your phone. If you're an Apple user, just hit the little app, open it up in the little search box that looks like the what the magnifying glass. Type in your money and your life. You should find it that way, and you can subscribe that way. So lots of resources, lots of stuff. Don, thanks for hanging out and sharing this information with me and with the listeners. Some good stuff, some interesting stuff. I hope you have a great week. Thanks, Mark. You too. I appreciate your time as always, and we'll catch you next time right here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.